Today with Catherine Ruinala. But the testimonies of what the Lord does is so important. When we give glory to God, I, when Randy tells his stories, I, I just, oh, this is so good. Because when I was um, first being called into the ministry of, to see God move and just having this passion burning in my heart to see the miraculous power of God released, I would feed on every testimony I could find. I'd watch Catherine Coleman videos and I'd cry. And I, I'd read everything I could get on Maria Woodworth Edda. Oh, Diary of Signs and Wonders just uh, wrecked me. I'd read everything on John G. Lake, Smith Wigglesworth, Catherine Coleman, Amos Semple McPherson, anything. I'd, I'd go to the video bus. We had a little video bus that'd go to the local mall. It was a long time ago in the old days when they had things called videos. Um, and I would just, every week, I'd get a new video of someone that moved in the healing anointing because as I'd watch the testimonies, hear the testimonies, the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. The Bible says that we're to feed on his faithfulness. And as you feed on his faithfulness, now, they're the things we're supposed to remember. The Israelites were told to tell their next generations about the great works of God. He wants us to remember those things. He doesn't want us to remember all the regrets. Praise the Lord. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way. Ooh, I told you my life's a musical. Sorry. Praise the Lord. Ah, isn't he lovely? Yes, he is. Praise the Lord. There's a song for that too. But anyway, hallelujah. Talking about testimonies. I believe that when we share the testimonies of Jesus, we, we stir ourselves up, but also worship gets released. You know, true worship is our spontaneous heart response to the Holy Spirit revealing something supernaturally to us about who the Father is, who Jesus is, and our hearts go, oh, wow, God, you're wonderful. That's the sort of worship that the Father's seeking, worship that's in spirit and truth, a supernatural response to the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit supernaturally giving us revelation of the truth, Jesus Christ, the Father, and us responding. And worship does that. When you see a testimony or you hear a testimony and everybody goes, Way, yay, God, which happens when you see the lame walk and the blind see and, oh, so good. We were doing a, an outreach in Vietnam and um, the first night we were, there was a lame, a man who had no ability to walk at all. All his muscles had wasted away. He's completely um, paralyzed. And he got up and was healed and was walking. And the next night, the, the secret police, not the secret, they weren't very secret. The, the police came to the meeting and wanted to shut it down. And um, the so the organizers actually started to show a video of the man that was lame walking and was telling, were telling the story. And the police got so fascinated. They started saying, my grandmother needs prayer. Dear. And so we were able to keep going. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
But I want to just take a, a few moments before I, I share just briefly, and then we want to pray for people tonight. But I want to take a few moments just to share a few testimonies, just to encourage you to say, Lord, ah, oh, thank you, God. Anything is possible. Do it again, Jesus. Hallelujah. And Tom and I, uh, for many, many years now, have had the privilege of uh, regularly um, ministering alongside Pastor Tony Thompson here from, uh, he now, he's a senior leader of Glory City Atlanta. But um, Tony, he was a pilot and gave it all up to, to um, serve the Lord, full-time ministry. And has just seen some outstanding miracles. But as we've had the opportunity to, to travel and do things, uh, I just wanted Tony to share, as only he can, some of the stories, uh, just a few little testimonies, just to encourage your faith. Would you give him a welcome as he comes up and just share some of these testimonies with us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The greater things, you being empowered with greater things to do to greater works. How many people's being empowered during this whole conference? Amen, amen. It's true, testimony after testimony after testimony. By the way, I'm not from Australia. I don't know if you can tell that by now. But uh, we have seen so many testimonies through the years. Catherine, I met Tom and Catherine 17 years ago. I was leading worship in a church down in Augusta, Georgia. And I just want to give a little bit of backdrop so you'll know that this isn't some short reunion here or union that we've had. It's been through years. But uh, while we were, while I was leading worship, she came up one night and said, uh, it was like the second time I'd met you guys. And she came up and said, uh, God wants us to sow into your ministry. You're called into full-time ministry. And I was thinking, well, I love what I do. Uh, you know, I love God, I love leading worship, I love flying airplanes and uh, working for this company I was working with as a, a pilot in corporate. Um, and Tom, she actually said this was Tom's idea. God had showed up to him, and not only did he show it to him first, but he had already shown it to me, but I waited till he moved on Tom, and we wanna sow into your ministry. They gave me $1,000 Australian money cash. And I said, hmm, that's strange. God told me to sow into your ministry, and I pulled out $1,000 as well. God had already spoke to my heart, and we made that exchange. And it was almost like a David and Jonathan covenant sort of a thing. And since then, we have been real close and just doing ministry. And when I stepped out into full-time ministry 11 years ago, we started holding what we call glory explosions. And in these glory explosions, we just saw people miraculously healed. I'm just gonna give you a few of those testimonies that we saw. Matter of fact, the book, her first book that you wrote, Living in the Miraculous, over 90% of those miracles in that book happened at these glory explosions. One night in particular, I can remember uh, this, uh, they had brought this baby that had been shaken when it was a newborn. And DFACS had come in and taken this baby from these uh, abusive parents. And the uh, people that were had them in their home staying there taking care of the baby brought them to this healing meeting. 
this glory explosion. And this baby's eyes was, she was partially blind and severely, when I say severely cross-sided, it was like her eyes would roll in her head with no, any kind of control over her eyes whatsoever. I mean, severely. One way up here, one down here, and they would just roll in her, in her you know, in her sockets. And that night, they brought that baby forward. And I can remember a guy that we had uh, the privilege I, that uh, through a, a drug and alcohol recovery center that was birthed out of a house church I started a few years earlier. He was just there helping out, but at first he was very skeptical. You know, a lady come up, you know, with a cane. Catherine prays for her. The cane goes one way, the lady goes the other way. Ah, this is all staged. But when they brought this baby up and he's standing there, mandated to help us out and he's standing there watching all this. And when she prayed for that baby and the moment she laid her eyes, or excuse me, her hands on that baby and then connected her eyes to that baby's eyes, those eyes went straight on. Needless to say, this man fell to his knees, started crying and said, I gotta get saved. And he gave his heart to Jesus right there in that meeting as a result of the power of God. Amen. That same glory explosion, we had a gentleman actually that had an incurable skin disease disorder that he has seen six dermatologists and none of them were able to help him or cure him. His skin would actually break open and it would ooze, you know, and it was, had an odor to it. And he said, I just couldn't go anywhere without, you know, that happening. And it was just, it just, it made life difficult for me. And he drove all the way up from Melbourne, Florida to this glory explosion. And in that meeting, she called up someone that had a skin disease and he come forward and he got healed that night. I mean, it didn't happen that moment, but before he got to his seat, he said, he come running back up there. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And he was a Hispanic. He, he was a Hispanic and he was going, look at this. Look, look, look. It's just falling off. Look at the skin. It's just falling off. Look, look, it's just falling. Look, look, I'm healed. Look. And he had just a most beautiful skin, new skin under his shirt here. And on the way to the meeting the next day, he picked up a hitchhiker. He said, you need to go where I, I got healed. He started telling his testimony and he picked up this hitchhiker. He said, I'll take you anywhere you wanna go. You just need to go with me to this meeting. So, <laughs> I'll never forget it as long as I live. This guy shows up and Catherine, I call her Princess Grace, is ministering. She says, you there. <laughs> yes, in the hat, right there. I want to pray for you. And so he come forward and he had on a cap and had on a shirt that had WWF Smackdown Monday night <laughs> on his shirt with shorts and flops. And he come up to the front and he's like, 
okay. So Catherine began to pray for him. And as soon as she laid his hand, her hands on his head, God is, I'm not exaggerating this at all. The power of God knocked him back six rows of chairs and he hits the ground. You're talking about the building shaking. Dr. Clark was talking about the building shake. I, I felt the building shake. I mean, he hit the, the floor and when he did, one of the uh, strangest things that's ever happened in church in my life, the cuss word <laughs> just was released. <laughs> and I heard all of heaven laugh just like you laughed just then. God touched him right there and ministered to him. And he ended up, before the service was over, giving his life to Jesus. Come on, you just can't beat the power of God. There's so many more testimonies I could just share with you of ear, death ears being opened. People of ter having terminal cancer being healed. And, uh, you know, all I want to say to you is this, if you're, you come tonight, how many of you are expecting a miracle? Well, I'm here to tell you to get your hope up, get it up as high as the sky, hallelujah, because the Bible says in Romans 5, 5, hope in God never disappoints, hallelujah. You're not gonna be disappointed by what God's gonna do tonight, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we give you all the glory. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here right now to touch and to minister. And you don't have to wait for a word of knowledge to get healed because he's right here right now. Hallelujah. But I share, as I shared earlier, one of my favorite prayers is help. Lord, help. I need your help. Because when we get honest with God, and we, we just tell him, Lord, I, I need help. He's there. He's our ever-present help in time of need. And you know, when the Holy Spirit starts moving on our hearts, he wants to speak to your heart and make what he wants to do real to you so that your hope isn't in something here on earth, but that your hope is in him. There was a man that brought his son to a miracle meeting in the Bible. We read about it in the book of Mark. And he brought his son and the disciples all tried to pray for him and nothing happened. And then Jesus came back from the Mount of Transfiguration and says, what's going on? And the father comes up and says, well, I brought my son and your disciples prayed for him and nothing happened. But if you can do anything, have mercy on us, help my son. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible for those who believe. And the father said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. It was an honest prayer. Now God likes it when we get honest and we say, Lord, 
I believe that maybe you're like that father that you've, you've, tr- you've been, you've tried, you've had people pray. I mean, these are the guys that they were the best in the world. At the time, I mean, they were seeing the dead raised. They were seeing people delivered and healed, incredible miracles. And it didn't happen. And it would have been so easy for him just to go, ah, well, it's not gonna happen. But he kept looking and he saw Jesus. And then he just got honest and said, help. I believe, but help my unbelief. And yet Jesus didn't go, well, you're not ready yet. No, your your faith isn't pure enough yet. He helped him. He healed. And help has been my best prayer all my life, ever since I got saved. When I um, was just like 23 years old, I had a ganglion tumor on my wrist. It wasn't uh, cancerous or anything, just uncomfortable. And I'd just finished reading a book by Benny Hinn called Good Morning Holy Spirit. And I thought, okay, well, this is different to what I've sort of known. We've ever, only ever prayed to the Father in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit's just sort of there to pray in tongues in prayer meetings or when you need to go to sleep. It's sort of my understanding of it. But it started to make sense to me. I thought, "Mm, okay, well, if the Holy Spirit's my helper and my teacher and my counselor, I must be able to ask him questions. So I I went, okay. Uh, And the guy had said, we had an evangelist come uh, to the church. And he said, fast and pray for a healing. If you want a miracle or a healing tonight, come back tonight, fast and pray. But I sort of forgot about it. And um, I was eating cakes all day. And, but that night I did skip dinner and, um, and I read a scripture. And, and Tom stayed home to babysit um, my baby girl and I came to the meeting, and on the the way to the meeting, I thought, I'm gonna try this talking to the Holy Spirit thing. I said, "Um," it felt uncomfortable, but I thought, all right, well, Holy Spirit, I can see that the Bible says that you're you're my teacher, you're my comforter, you're my helper. So I guess I can ask you some questions. I said, Holy Spirit, would you help me um, can you help me with the falling down thing? I, I just, I don't know. Do you push, the, do the people get pushed or do they do a courtesy drop or is it the power of God? You know, Lord, help. I was just being honest. And then I, um, I said, oh, and um, could you, could you heal me of this ganglion tumor too? Just, that would be good. I'd take that away, please, Lord. And then I said, and um could you heal me of this fear that I have that my husband might die? I'd been married at 20 and I was 23. And this guy had, on the front row here had signed a piece of paper saying he'd love me till he died. And I was like, right, I finally I got it. Someone's gonna love me till they die. And for a person with abandonment and abuse issues from a child, I was like, this is awesome. And my next thought was, what if I do die? Or what if he does die? 
Who's gonna love me then? So I, I, I just had this gnawing fear on the inside. So I said, Holy Spirit, would you set me free from this fear? I didn't know it was just the tip of a big iceberg of a whole lot of issues, but that's what I could see. And I asked Holy Spirit for help. Well, the guy preached, I don't know what he preached, but then he, he gave an altar call for healing. He said, anyone who's fasted and prayed for a healing, come on up. And I waited, because I thought I'm not really legally qualified, but maybe it's okay, Lord, do you think? I mean, I did skip dinner intentionally. Um, so I slipped on the end. I lifted my hands, and pow, the power of God just hit me. I fell on the floor, hit my head, and I, there was no one to catch me. Bang, just like that. And I was on the floor shaking, and. I, I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe, I, I, I thinking to myself, I didn't know Christians could have demons. <laughs> and then he got to me and he finally, he said, um, he said, pick her up. And I'm standing there like this and he says, oppression, go. And bang, I was on the floor again. And this time as I'm on the floor, Suddenly, I saw the face of Jesus right in front of me, and he was saying, Catherine, I'm setting you free from everything. Well, when I eventually got up, like about an hour later, I, I felt like I, I just was walking on air. It was, I could, I could hear the voice of God like never before, and it was just, it was such a significant deliverance and the Lord just continued to do incredible things by just revealing his love and his healing. But I've since learned that help is our very best prayer because if we'll humble ourselves, you see, the Bible tells us, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You see, if we come and we say, oh, I'm rich and full and have need of nothing, I'm right, well, at least if you wanna give it a go, I might receive a healing. That sort of attitude is not humility. Humility says, I need help, help me. And as you come believing that he is good, he will help you because he's the one that does it. Our wonderful Jesus. He's the faithful one. And as we look to him, the Bible says, all things are possible for those who believe. And if you just come to him and say, Lord, help, help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. He will, he'll just come and he'll help you. He'll strengthen you. I remember praying for uh, uh, one of the first people I ever prayed for for, for healing was a, a Baptist lady at a women's aglow meeting. And she came up and said, I, I don't speak in tongues and I don't fall down, but I, I need a miracle. And the Holy Spirit touched her, healed her of a six inch tumor wrapped around her pancreas, gave her a brand new liver, gloriously healed and delivered. But it takes humility to ask for help. 
And if you come to the Father and you say, help, the Bible says he is our ever-present help in time of need. And my time of need is all the time. And when you figure that out, he's there to help you in that endless ocean, that bottomless sea. Wow, we sing that in Australia. So good. That ocean of his love, he's there all the time to help you. But you get as much help as you're willing to go and receive. In order to be filled to overflowing, you've got to keep receiving. You stop, if you stop pouring into a glass, the glass stops overflowing. But if you keep pouring, if you keep receiving what God is pouring out, you'll keep overflowing. And it's like that with the help of the Holy Spirit. He wants to enlighten the eyes of your understanding, to know Him. He wants to fill you with perfect love that casts out fear. And that's what happened to me that night. The Holy Spirit cast out fear and replaced it with his eyes of love looking at me. You know, he's the kindest person. He is the kindest person you could ever imagine. <laughs>